0: Chapter 28 of The Narrative of Sojourner Truth. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Simon Wainwright. The Narrative of Sojourner Truth by Olive Gilbert and Sojourner Truth. Chapter 28. The Second Advent Doctrines. In Hartford and vicinity, she met with several persons who believed in the Second Advent Doctrines, or the immediate personal appearance of Jesus Christ. At first she thought she had never heard of Second Advent, but when it was explained to her she recollected having once attended Mr. Miller's meeting in New York, where she saw a great many enigmatical pictures hanging on the wall, which she could not understand, and which being out of the reach of her understanding, failed to interest her. In this section of country, she attended two camp meetings of the believers in these doctrines, the second advent. Excitement being then at its greatest height, the last meeting was at Windsor Lock. The people, as a matter of fact, eagerly inquired of her concerning her belief, as it regarded their most important tenet. She told them it had not been revealed to her. Perhaps, if she could read, she might see it differently. Sometimes, to their eager inquiry, oh, Don't you believe the Lord is coming? She answered, I believe the Lord is as near as he can be, and not be it. With these evasive and non-exciting answers, she kept their minds calm as it respected her unbelief, till she could have an opportunity to hear their views fairly stated in order to judge more understandingly of this matter and see if, in her estimation, there was any good ground for expecting an event which was in the minds of so many as it were shaking the very foundations of the universe. She was invited to join them in their religious exercises, and accepted. The invitation, praying and talking in her own peculiar style, and attracting many, about her by her singing when she had convinced the people that she was a lover of god and his cause and had gained a good standing with them so that she could get a hearing among them she had become quite sure in her own mind that they were labouring under a delusion and she commenced to use her influence to calm the fears of the people, and pour oil upon the troubled waters. In one part of the grounds she found a knot of people, greatly excited. She mounted a stump and called out, here, here, When the people had gathered around her, as they were in a state to listen to anything new, she addressed them as children, and asked them why they made such a to-do are you not commanded to watch and pray you are neither watching nor praying and she bade them with the tones of a kind mother retire to their tents and there watch and pray without noise or tumult for the lord would not come to such a scene of confusion the lord came still and quiet she assured them the Lord might come move all through the camp and go away again, and they never know it in the state they then were. They seemed glad to seize upon any reason for being less agitated and distressed, and many of them suppressed their noisy terror and retired to their tents to watch and pray, begging others to do the same and listened to the advice of the good sister. She felt she had done some good, and then went to listen further to the preachers. They appeared to her to be doing their utmost, to agitate and excite the people, who were already too much excited. And when she had listened till her feelings would let her listen silently no longer, she arose and addressed the preachers. The following are specimens of her speech. Here you are talking about being changed in the twinkling of an eye. If the Lord should come, he'd change you to nothing, for there is nothing to you. You seem to be expecting to go to some parlor away, up somewhere, and when the wicked have been burnt, you are coming back to walk in triumph over their ashes, This is to be your new Jerusalem? Now I can't see anything so very nice in that, coming back to such a must as that will be a world covered with the ashes of the wicked. Besides, if the Lord comes and burns as you say he will, I am not going away. I am going to stay here and stand the fire like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Jesus will walk with me through the fire and keep me from harm. Nothing belonging to God can burn any more than God himself. Such shall have no need to go away to escape the fire. No, I shall remain. Do you tell me that God's children can't stand fire? And her manner and tone spoke louder than words, saying, It is absurd to think so. The minister's were taken quite aback at so unexpected an opposer, and one of them, in the kindest possible manner, commenced a discussion with her by asking her questions and quoting scripture to her, concluding finally that although she had learned nothing of the great doctrine which was so exclusively occupying their minds at the time, she had learned much that man had never taught her. At this meeting, she received the address of different persons residing in various places with an invitation to visit them. She promised to go soon to Cabotville and started shaping her course for that place. She arrived at Springfield one evening at six o'clock and immediately began to search for a lodging for the night she walked from six till past nine and was then on the road from springfield to cabotville before she found any one sufficiently hospitable to give her a night's shelter under their roof then a man gave her twenty-five cents and bade her go to a tavern and stay all night she did so returning in the morning to thank him assuring him She had put his money to its legitimate use. She found a number of the friends she had seen at Windsor when she reached the manufacturing town of Cabotville, which was lately taken the name of Chicopee, And with them she spent a pleasant week or more, after which she left them to visit the Shaker village in Enfield. She now began to think of finding a resting place at least for a season, for she had performed quite a long journey, considering she had walked most of the way, and she had a mind to look in upon the shakers, and see how things were there, and whether there was any opening there for her. But on her way back to Springfield she called at a house and asked for a piece of bread. Her request was granted, and she was kindly invited to tarry all night as it was getting late and she would not be able to stay at every house in that vicinity which invitation she cheerfully accepted when the man of the house came in he recollected having seen her at the camp meeting and repeated some conversations by which she recognized him again he soon proposed having a meeting that evening went out and notified his friends and neighbors who came together, and she once more held forth to them in her peculiar style. Through the agency of this meeting, she became acquainted with several people residing in Springfield, to whose houses she was cordially invited, and with whom she spent some pleasant time. One of these friends, writing of her arrival there, speaks as follows, after saying that she and her people belonged to that class of persons who believed in the second Advent doctrines, and that this class believing also in freedom of speech and action, often found at their meetings many singular people who did not agree with them in their principal doctrine, and that, being thus prepared, To hear new and strange things, they listened eagerly to Sojourner, and drank in all she said, and also that she soon became a favorite among them, that when she arose to speak in their assemblies, her commanding figure and dignified manner hushed every trifler into silence, and her singular and sometimes uncouth modes of expression never provoked a laugh but often were the whole audience melted into tears by her touching stories she also added many were the lessons of wisdom and faith i have delighted to learn from her she continued a great favorite in our meetings both on account of her remarkable gift in prayer and still more remarkable talent for singing and the aptness and point of her remarks frequently illustrated by figures, the most original and expressive. As we were walking the other day, she said she had often thought what a beautiful world this would be when we should see everything right side up. Now we see everything topsy-turvy, and all is confusion. For a person who knows nothing of this fact in the science of optics, this seemed quite a remarkable idea she also loved her for her sincere and ardent piety her unwavering faith in god and her contempt of what the world calls fashion and what we call folly she was in search of a quiet place where a wayworn traveler might rest she had heard of fruitlands and was inclined to go there but the friends she found here thought it best for her to visit Northampton. She passed her time while with us, working wherever her work was needed and talking where work was not needed. She would not receive money for her work, saying she worked for the Lord, and if her wants were supplied, she received it as from the Lord. She remained with us, till far into winter, when we introduced her at the Northampton Association. She wrote to me from thence, and she had found the quiet resting place she had so long desired, and she has remained there ever since. End of chapter 28 Recording by Simon Wainwright